What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the FTN High Stakes Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Vlad Sedler at RotoGut, and I'll be rolling solo today, running through week six. Everything you need to know about week six. And unfortunately, uh, this past week has been uh, a D-Day, a judgment day, so to speak. Um, huge, huge shakeups in the league, specifically with uh, the number one consensus fantasy pick, Justin Jefferson hitting the IR. That's going to hit fantasy teams really hard. And of course, uh, the man himself, uh, Devin A-Chain. He is also on the IR. That's going to be a, a huge, huge hit for Miami and for all fantasy teams uh, that have enjoyed his company over the last couple of weeks. Khalil Herbert, James Conner, they both hit the IL. IL that's baseball. IR as well. Um, and yeah, it's it's not pretty. And unfortunately, we have to deal. And there are, of course, some fantasy implications from that. We saw some of that happen uh, in free agent bidding this week. So looking specifically at the NFFC and Wednesday's first fab period for week six, uh, I think a lot of people noticed that uh, uh, the rookie, the undrafted Arizona's uh, Demarcado, he was the big ticket item of uh, week six bidding at NFFC, 380 bucks on average in the Rotowire online championship. Uh, he was picked up by a whopping 235 teams. So yeah, $380 on average max bid of, I think 700 something. So pretty wild. Um, and of course, uh, right after that Keontae Ingram, uh, who had been out the last couple of weeks and the guy who was ahead of DeMarcado on the depth chart, uh, he has been, you know, practicing, uh, you know, uh, uh, earlier in the week limited. And now he's, he's pretty much, Good to go. Um, you know, their coach Gannon was a little uh, shy to uh, exactly dictate how that's going to shake up with the the backfield there. Um, but for me, it is looking sort of like uh, Demarcado and uh, Keontae Ingram are going to be probably splitting carries, maybe eating into one another. But yeah, Ingram was a popular ad as well in the NFFC. Almost 200 teams scooped them up, an average bid of 171. Uh, but I'm kind of bearing the lead here. Donta Foreman, uh, the man who's been sitting for uh, for a few weeks here, uh, just inactive for the Bears behind Khalil Herbert, behind Rashawn Johnson. He is the lone man standing now here for uh, for Chicago's offense, at least for this week, at least while Rashawn, while Rashawn is out. Travis Homer is out as well for the Bears. So um, a little bit more on him later, but he was scooped up by 256 teams an average winning bid of 198. Um, some other interesting ones there. Salvan Ahmed, um, he was picked up by 165 teams, an average bid of $42, and he's going to be the number two behind Raheem Mostert for the Miami Dolphins as their two touchdown favorites over the Panthers. And so, uh, yeah, that's of course because Jeff Wilson, who was coming off IR, um, he He's hurt again, so no Jeff Wilson this week. Unfortunate for those of us who have spent some coin there. Um, and then Justin, wow, I almost said Justin Mason. Again, not a baseball pod. Jordan Mason, he uh, he has looked good in mop-up work for San Francisco when Christian McCaffrey has been uh, sitting there towards the end of blowouts. Uh, Mason was picked up in almost 200 leagues for an average winning bid of $61, which is a good investment if you think about it. Something happens to Christian McCaffrey. 
Elijah Mitchell has not been healthy. Mason would be um, automatically valuable, probably a top 12, top 15 running back um, rest of the season should something knock on wood happen to McCaffrey. And then Rondell Moore, um, he's in the mix as well. I think uh, we've noticed throughout his career and he, you know, his, his like career rushing average from like high school to college to the pros. It's something like eight yards per carry, something insane like that. Don't quote me on it, but Rondell Moore, man, if maybe he is the big winner, at least for this week when they face the Rams, as far as, you know, a few extra carries, maybe um, actually some valuable uh, fantasy points here. And again, he could render DeMarcado and Ingram useless. And then the final guy here I wanted to mention Logan Thomas and, and, you know, just talk about how excited, um, you know, we get, it's just sort of human nature when somebody's coming off a big game. Like we want a piece of that. We think it's predictive of future uh, results. And, um, and that's what happens with Logan Thomas. Uh, so he was picked up old man, Thomas He's like 32 or something picked up for an average winning bid of 148 in RotoWire online championships, uh, total of 81 leagues. And I don't know, that's a little wild, right? Because if you think about it, say against Atlanta this week, he goes, you know, gets five targets and, you know, catches three balls and 50, you know, even 50 yards and does nothing. Chances are a lot of people are just going to drop him for the next flavor of the week. So something for us to, uh, to keep in mind going forward, always want to be conscious of our, um, our bidding and, and how we do things and that we're not too overly reactive of what had just uh, occurred in the previous weeks. We're looking at trends, targets, snap share, uh, you know, team environment, uh, just so many things involved. And so, yeah, especially with those, yeah, I guess they're called middling tight ends, right? I mean, Logan Thomas is a guy that's always been injured for a good part of the last few seasons and uh, just not a dependable guy. So I think that's uh, a little too much on that 148. So hopefully uh, too many people, uh, not too many people who are listening to this um, did so and are hanging their head in shame right now. That's just one man's opinion here. So let's uh, let, let's run through these games here. Uh, I wanted to talk about from a redraft season long NFFC perspective um, and maybe a little DFS I'll mix in about each of these games, teams, um, players within these teams who we should be looking at, who we should be starting, sitting, and just a few key points on on each of these uh, these, these guys here. So, bear with me. Um, think you'll uh, think there's a lot of uh, a lot of nuggets here to pull off, and hopefully you'll have a really good feel on the week week six slate after we're done here. So we got the London game first. It's the Baltimore Ravens and the Tennessee Titans. The Ravens are five and a half point favorites, and this total it, it opened at forty five. It's dropped to forty two. And then, of course, everyone knows what a pass funnel defense this uh, the, the Titans are. They're 27th in pass DVOA defense, um, according to FTNFantasy.com through Aaron Schatz and his team and his work. And then the Titans are eighth in rush DVOA defense. Uh, and so, you know, obviously, that's just kind of how it's been for them for the last year and, and how we know to target typically uh, – receivers uh quarterbacks and you know middling quarterbacks that we could use in a pinch uh in, during bye weeks usually work well against uh against the titans and it is a good spot for zay flowers uh you know nearly 90 percent snap share clearly the number one wide out on this team 100 percent root participation and he has yet to score a touchdown this season so 
obviously everybody's starting Zay Flowers. That goes without question. But I think as far as output and and possibilities and performance, I think he could be a top 10 overall wide receiver this week. So like Zay Flowers very much. Bateman, man, he's just not healthy. He's He's been horrific. He had that horrible drop last week. Just one catch for eight yards. I think I've seen a lot of people drop him in an NFFC, and it really does make a lot of sense. I think I've been hanging on to him on Lamar Jackson teams just because, I mean, hey, I'm working with 20-player rosters, and sometimes there's just somebody you want to keep around, even if it's for a stupid reason. Uh, you know, uh, Do as I, as I say, not as I do, but Rashad Bateman, maybe there comes a time where he becomes valuable, maybe just when he's healthy again, but it's pretty clear. Zay Flowers is uh, is much better there. Uh, Nelson Aguilar has kind of been the the number two guy there, especially with uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Never fully healthy. Um, I'm just not confident starting OBJ uh, unless you're really in, in a bad spot. I'd actually play Nelson Aguilar over him this week. I think I want to see it from OBJ before I can start using him. And then on the Tennessee side, uh, man, a big disappointing game from Derrick Henry last week. He did almost throw his second uh, uh, consecutive game with a with a, a pass touched passing touchdown. Didn't quite connect, uh, but you know the, the, those trick plays. You know, just just give us the production instead. Uh, but Tajai Spears, the rookie there, he played near even snap share uh, as Derrick Henry and actually ran, I think, six more routes than him last week. Uh, so you know, obviously, you're playing Derrick Henry. I think depending on. Um, you know, if you're if you have like a two flex league, maybe you're playing Tajai Spears. But I think uh, yeah, Spears is going to be uh, continuing to be even more prominent as the season progresses, just because he looks really good out there. He's been solid and gaining the uh, the confidence of Mike Vrabel and that coaching staff. And then you got Chick Okonkwo, the tight end for the Titans, who a lot of us had big plans for, and I think he was more popular. In drafts uh, before training camp, I feel like in training camp, his ADP dropped a little bit. But those who have passed on him have fared well, especially if you've been if you've been starting him, waiting for that breakout game. It is yet to occur. He hasn't scored a touchdown yet. Uh, last week was the first week where he had over four targets in a game. He saw nine of them, but he is still yet to clear 35 receiving yards in a game. So that's Baltimore, London. Speaking of London, uh, let's uh, pivot over to Drake and the Atlanta Falcons. They're hosting the Washington Commanders in the Dome, a game that doesn't look all that pretty on paper. Falcons are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Total is 42-5. And what is intriguing about this game? So you got Kyle Pitts, uh, tease, right? He uh, had had a nice little effort last week. He saw 11 targets. He accumulated 87 yards uh, through the air. He has yet to score a touchdown. And uh, then we had Jonu Smith, who was um, looking um, a little unhealthy earlier in the week. He's off the injury report. And as we know, Jonu Smith has been productive in three straight weeks, even fantasy viable. Uh, and it, you know, it's a very rare situation where you have two tight ends that can potentially be, be startable in fantasy. Uh, but the thing with Kyle Pitts is he's going to be heavy chalk in, in DFS this week. I believe on DraftKings, he's just 3,300. So uh, you know, very, uh, very interesting there with uh, uh, Kyle Pitts, who I think you're just going to have to start him and you just can't be surprised if if he has another uh, bust game. Uh, Drake London, I had mentioned earlier, he's somebody I highlighted in a FTN Daily uh, article uh, that I did for uh, for DFS. I, I 
have not been into Drake London at all this season. What I like about him specifically in DFS is that, I mean, first of all, no one's really going to be looking at this game. I don't think it's going to be very heavily rostered. And those that do, they'll be playing Kyle, just the standalone Kyle Pitts chalk, maybe a little Bajon Robinson. And Drake London's going to be, you know, it's going to be a little overlooked. Um, let, you know, let's keep in mind this game is, uh, it's in a nice game environment there in Atlanta's dome. You got Washington's defense with kind of like, well, first of all, I get the wild quarterback in Sam Howell. And you got Washington's defense that's pretty pass friendly. They're 28th in pass DVO, DVOA. And, um, and also they've allowed 10 passing touchdowns so far just you know, through these first few games. It's the fourth most in the league. Uh, and then specifically for London, half the time he'll be lining up against a rookie cornerback, Emmanuel Forbes, who has been horrific. He's basically, as far as just like fantasy points per route run against him, he's been at, getting absolutely slaughtered. So I think that's a good matchup for London. And um, again, of course, it always depends on Desmond Ritter, who uh, has not been all that good, though he's looked good in week five. And then London did have nine targets last week against the Texans. So definitely interested there. Bajon Robinson, still no rushing touchdowns this season. We saw that Allen Iverson juke move on uh, the, the pass from Desmond Ritter last week, and he got his second receiving touchdown. But you know, obviously, you're playing Bashan Robinson, and he's going to be a little bit under-owned, I think, in uh, in DFS contests. So interesting there. Um, and and of course, right, it would be so, uh, so random, so NFL-ish, can't predict ball, that he would get his first rushing touchdown against a Washington defense that's pretty good against the run. But again, um, I think that matters more for more middling matchups. I think someone like Bajon Robinson, obviously, I think, um, you know, I, I don't think there's really much downside in his matchup here and should be another smash game for him. On the Washington side, I mean, you know, McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, these are tough guys to start. Um, you know, I guess it just depends on your roster makeup, but I mean, to be honest, these three receivers, um, Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin, and Curtis Samuel, they essentially have very similar numbers, uh, all around 30 targets apiece. They've all scored at just one touchdown on the year. Uh, Dotson has been pretty much a bust, but he even has 100 less receiving yards than, than McLaurin and Samuel. So, yeah, tough guys to start. Brian Robinson, he's one of those like middling plays. You you uh, you never know when he can have that that two-touchdown outing, but... He's an okay play. I think uh, it just depends, again, on on your roster makeup, and there are probably maybe 17 or so running backs I'd rather start over him this week. Uh, another game here, uh, one that I really like, although it could be impacted a little bit by weather, and that's in Chicago. That's the Vikings and the Bears. Vikings are three-point favorites here, and the total opened at uh, 48.5. But that was before Justin Jefferson, of course, was confirmed uh, on the IR. Total has fallen five points down to 43 and a half. And Justin Fields has been incredible, right? Amazing rapport with DJ Moore. Fields has been the QB three overall now, just from basically two of the last three games or last three of the last four games of the season. And he's got four passing touchdowns in each of his last two games. And we're kind of waiting for that big, uh, rushing effort to occur. Um, you know, obviously all the, 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 the thousand plus rushing yards he had last year, wanted to see a little bit more of that this year. And then DJ Moore out of nowhere, the wide receiver for overall now, uh, nine last two weeks, 
19 catches for 361 yards and three touchdowns. Just incredible. Minnesota's defense uh, against the pass, not all that great. 21st in uh, in DVOA. Uh, but of course, we'll see what the weather looks like there. Of course, a you know floor game from um, either fields or more can happen at any time. Uh, just hope it's not this week. Uh, but as far as the running backs go, I mentioned this earlier, no Khalil Herbert, um, no Travis Homer, no Rashawn Johnson. So you're looking at Dante Foreman. He's going to be the main guy. He's super cheap on DraftKings and probably on FanDuel, but between Foreman and Chuba Hubbard, who we'll talk about in a bit, that's going to be the sort of the cheap chalk that people roll with in DFS. And of course, people paid up for him in NFFC and other contests. So they'll be playing Foreman where, where they need to. Uh, Darrington Evans, another former Titan, he's going to be the the backup for him for now. Um, and then Vikings, man, it's just a it's a real shame. Wind really knocked out of their sails here with no Justin Jefferson. You got Jordan Addison, who was a little dinged up with an ankle injury, but you know, kind of he's already been looking really good, and now it's time for him to really step up, be a, a, a wide receiver, the wide receiver one on his team at least for now. But I think a lot of the attention from Kirk Cousins in the past game is going to clearly fall on uh, Mr. TJ Hawkinson. So Hawk, as long as he stays healthy, he's going to finish as a you know, top two, top three, uh, tight end, earn or maybe exceed fantasy value on the year. And so I think people that have him uh, are lucky to on their fantasy teams. I think he's going to really start to uh, step up and have some big games. Uh, the guys behind Addison, of course, KJ Osborne, a little bit betting better of a blocking, uh, I guess, receiver, you could say, um, you know, sort of middling, but we'll obviously hit, see his targets increase. And then old school vet, veteran Brandon Powell, he's going to mix in, play a little bit as well. So um, Alexander Madison, he's also been just okay. The Bears matchup isn't a bad one for him, and maybe you get some more work, if, especially if it's uh, going to be raining and they won't be throwing a lot. So we'll see how that plays out. Next game, the Seattle Seahawks and Cincinnati Bengals. This is a hot one. This is a, this is going to be one that's going to have a lot of attention in DFS. Obviously, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase coming off that monster outing. Joe Burrow looks a little bit more spry, looks better. So, um, you know, obviously, anybody that sat Joe Burrow last week, um, and, and some people did, uh, that obviously isn't going to happen so long as he stays healthy. And, and this is a great matchup. I mean, Seattle, they're coming off the bye. Uh, but they're not they're not fully there, right? You got DK Metcalf. He had been dealing with a rib injury. He's going to play, uh, so it looks like. So it's not quite JSN season, uh, not here yet. So you got Metcalf, you got Taylor Lockett, and then Kenneth Walker. So he's somebody I personally don't have a lot of NFFC shares of, and just kind of the way the ball bounced as far as you know, kind of where he the draft range he was in. Um, but man, he's been phenomenal this year. He's had 18 red zone carries. He's, you know, eight of those within the 10 yard line. He's scored five, um, you know, running, um, you know, on the ground, 70% of his rushing yards have come up, uh, um, after contact and the Bengals, they're 30th in uh, rush DVO DVOA defense. So a uh, nice little matchup for him, even though. Um, you know, the, the spread doesn't really matter here. Two and a half, you know, Walker's going to, going to get some work, probably get in the end zone. And then of course, uh, Gino Smith, he hasn't been fully healthy and then his receivers aren't quite there. So you can really see them leaning on lock in and uh, I'm sorry, on Walker in this game. 
And then on the Cincinnati side, uh, T. Higgins, man, I just don't know. I don't know. You know, he's questionable to play. And then even if he does, you just never know. We, we've kind of seen this, uh, this story play out before. So I think this is a situation where you really need to have someone handy. Uh, and even in Saturday's fab period, a lot of sites like NFFC, you can bid on someone on Saturday. If Trent Irwin is still available, of course, we saw him step up nicely uh, behind Jamar Chase in week five. If Irwin is still available and you have Higgins, that's not a bad sort of backup plan um, if you can. So something to keep in mind. All right, we're getting through here, through these games. FTNFantasy.com. This is the High Stakes Podcast. We've got the San Francisco Giants and the Cleveland Guardians. Did I say that? Wow. Again, baseball on the brain. What the hell's wrong with me? It's the Browns. Um, and maybe because I, I just want to not think about the Browns and how disgusting everything is over there and Deshaun Watson, like who the hell knows when he's going to play again. Uh, but it's going to be P.J. Walker stepping in here uh, for uh, for the Browns. Makes guy a guy like Amari Cooper kind of a... I mean, you're probably going to start them, but it's not a very you know high confidence play, especially here against the powerhouse Niners. Amazing on offense, great on defense, and the Niners are. I mean, so this game opened with the Niners as one point favorites on the road, and that spread moved up to nine and a half. Uh, and then the total, I haven't seen the total this low in quite a while. It's thirty five and a half, and of course. Both defenses are pretty pretty solid, obviously. And then the Cleveland DST on DraftKings, they're going to be pretty chalky, even though the matchup is against San Francisco. And that's because they're pretty much bottom barrel priced. They're like 2200 So they're going to be really popular. Um, and I think that's probably some chalk I'm going to want to get away from. Um, that's just kind of me personally, how I roll with... Uh, with chalk defenses um, that that I don't necessarily love, and so I think in um, in in season long, that's the defense you have. Then you know you, you can roll them out there. I I don't think I would do like a Raiders against um, the Patriots. You know Raiders DST over Cleveland. I think I would still rather do Cleveland. Um, so yeah, so that's that. Uh, Elijah Mitchell don't feel too confident in. Probably would uh, would not play him this week. And then uh, our San Francisco guys, they're, you know, they're all systems go. You play your Debo's, your Ayuk's, your Kittles, your McCaffrey's, obviously. So you just, uh, you you let them roll out there. Brock Purdy, maybe not so much. Most likely you have Purdy on a team where you have another good quarterback, so you don't have to you know, make that play. But Purdy, obviously, is having a phenomenal season. One of the best uh, you know, after top 12 quarterbacks drafted so he's been absolutely excellent i think that will continue for uh, for him and this team the rest of the season all right next up we got the houston texans and the new orleans saints saints are road favorites one and a half points it's another game with a low total 42 and a half uh, you know you're starting nico collins uh robert woods a little bit a little bit tougher of a decision there of course and um uh, tank dell that's going to be a tough one for some people, um, especially if you're deciding between him and um, someone else because of the concussion that he's been dealing with. He has not been cleared quite yet. Uh, he absolutely could get cleared before, so we'll uh, we'll, we'll take a look and see if that happens uh, before Sunday. And uh, on the New Orleans side, you got Olave, who 
still has yet to score a rushing touchdown. Michael Thomas hasn't either. Michael Thomas has been, you know, obviously pretty consistent. Olave has been um, a little bit banged up with his foot or toe, I believe. So he hasn't been at full strength, but either way, um, you know, obviously the, <laughs> the saints, uh, they, they knocked the crap out of uh, the Patriots last week. Uh, I think this game is going to, I don't think it's going to be, uh, you know, a really high scoring one. I think the total is a, it, it's in a good spot there. And of course, if Tank Dell doesn't play, I think that hurts things a little bit. Um, Alvin Kamara, you're starting him. Damian Pierce, probably starting him as well. So there you go. Next up, Indiana, Indianapolis Colts and the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is going to be a popular game in DFS for uh, for a lot of reasons. It's just a game that it's going to be started by just of heavy interest, I think, to a lot of people this week. Uh, unfortunately, that Anthony Richardson news, the the talented rookie is out for at least four games. The uh, the man, the myth, Garden Minshew, he's in. He's cheap in DFS. Uh, another guy I wrote up this week. I think it's a good matchup. Uh, Jags are four and a half point favorites. Uh, and then, of course, this opens things up, I think, for somebody like Michael Pittman, who I think projects really well this week. The rookie Josh Downs, who's been outplaying Alec Pierce. Alec Pierce has really... Uh, taken a back turn from from last season, but Josh Downs caught all six targets last week for 97 yards. He was excellent. And then the backfield for the Colts is going to get really interesting because you got Zach Moss, who has been a top four running back this season, just continuously producing uh, like an animal running through everybody. Apparently, he's going to get a little bit lesser of a workload this week with Jonathan Taylor playing a little bit more. So. Well, you know, you know, they hey, they paid Taylor. So, but we'll see how that shakes out. Um, I think he played Jonathan Taylor. I think still you probably want to. I I think he's still roll Moss out there again. It's um, it's team fantasy team context dependent. It depends if you have a lot of other good options, and you know, if if you're looking at him versus in your flex spot versus a good receiver, um, then I think that's you know a little bit of a tough spot there. So, um, yeah. And then on the Jacksonville side, of course, Travis Etienne earning a massive workload. He's been a top five running back this season. I think he's going to continue to, to go, go off. I had no problem dropping Tink Bigsby on an NFFC team. And, uh, yeah, hopefully I don't, don't end up regretting that. Etienne has been looking fantastic on the wide receiver side. Christian Kirk, incredibly consistent, at least 14 PPR points. Oh, and, and, either a touchdown or 75 yards in, in his last four games. Ridley has been a little bit less consistent. He had that monster game in week one, and it was against these Colts. He, uh, he, he caught eight balls for 101 yards and a touchdown on 11 targets. Most of that came in the first half. And then he had another good game last week over 100 yards, but uh, you know three other games, not so good. And Ridley's going to be, uh, you know, he's, he's pricier than, than Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk is going to be a, popular DFS play Ridley not so much and I actually kind of like that um, you know it's not quite a pivot per se because they're not in the similar price range on on DraftKings Ridley is more expensive but I do think I might roll with Ridley think it might be a Ridley game here Zay Jones will not be playing maybe we'll see a little bit of Jamal Agnew for the you know the those of you that are playing in 25 uh, you know start 25 players leagues uh, and then Evan Ingram, of course, a good matchup for him as well. Uh, there, that's the Colts and the Jaguars. 
Uh, I did want to let you guys know about our NBA DFS package. It's pretty sweet. It's everything you would want to dominate your DFS lineups. You got your advanced stats, your NBA splits, you got daily plays that we offer. We have live streams every day and the op optimizer. All of it is just $199. And you can act now. You should because this early bird pricing is going to end in a couple of days. Um, and it's going to be fantastic. So ftndaily.com, our NBA package with the optimizer, just $199.99. So get in on that. All right. One more game in the early slot. That's going to be Carolina and Miami. No need to spend too much time here. You're obviously loading up on all your Dolphins. Dolphins are two touchdown favorites. Monster with an amazing matchup. No HN in the mix. You got Jeff Wilson hurt. You've only got Salvin Ahmed there. He's going to be a chalky DFS play, but I think he's good chalk. So you're in on that. If you have him in NFFC or redraft lineups in general, you're going to be pretty happy with this, especially with game script and everything. This game could really get out of hand at some point, at which point Salvin Ahmed would probably, you know, get some 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 carries. So we'll see how that goes. Adam Thielen on the Panther side. One of the best mid to late round target uh, bargains among wide receivers. I mean, just incredible. He's the the wide receiver 10 overall. He's averaging over 11 targets or exactly 11 targets in his last four games. Uh, and then Bryce Young actually looked okay last week. Um, you know, wasn't quite uh, molasses out there. I think, uh, you know, was kind of loving things when Andy Dalton was out there uh, a few weeks ago. Bryce Young looked okay. Uh, Miami defense isn't necessarily all that stellar. So maybe Carolina puts up some points. Maybe, you know, something happens here. Uh, and then the aforementioned Chuba, uh, Chuba Hubbard heavily in play here. Uh, shout out to uh, pod partner, Nelson Souza, who called this a few weeks ago. Actually, it was two weeks ago. We are on the pod. He was just talking about Miles Sanders and injury and just some, you know, just some information that he he had and just, you know, this is looking good now if you do have Chuba. Um, a good DFS play, most likely because, you know, on PPR sites like DraftKings, because, you know, just on workload alone, you're looking at, uh, you probably catch a few balls, let's say three, four balls, maybe, you know, 70 or so yards. And then if you get that touchdown, boom, you're looking at, you know, 15 plus fantasy points, DraftKings points, you know, 3X on the salary. And that'll work out well. Anything else on there would be cherry on top. So I do like Hubbard uh, in this game. I think he'll be um, very heavily utilized. Maybe perhaps Kyron Williams-esque as far as snap share. Maybe he gets, you know, the 95% of, uh, of snaps there. All right. The late games. And for me, this is the, the I call them the afternoon games because, you know, they start at 1 o'clock for me, 105. 125 for most of you on the East Coast, 405, 425. Say so you got the Patriots and the Raiders. Raiders favored by two and a half. Another one of these low total games, 41.5. And there's a reason for that. Uh, these are uh, these are some pretty bad offenses. So obviously the Patriots, the team that's only scored what one touchdown in their last 12 quarters. Uh, it's been it's been really bad. Mac Jones just you know, completely regret regressed. The you know, defense isn't isn't all that sharp. But I do I want to kind of want to get back in on the Ramondre Stevenson train. I think obviously if you have him, you want to start him. I think kind of because it's a good matchup, not just because um, you don't want to do the whole sunken cost 
thing because just because you spent your third round pick, so you have to start them. That that's not how we roll, right? I mean, three weeks ago we were talking about sitting Garrett Wilson when the you know Jets had a horrible matchup and Wilson was you know Zach Wilson was dead in the water. Need to be able to um, kind of think outside the box and not just start a guy because you spent high draft capital on him. So I think this is um, another example where maybe people might think about sitting Stevenson because he's been so bad the last few weeks. But this is a good matchup. Raiders 23rd and rush DVOA. Um, you know, if there's any defense that can help sort of reinvigorate a Patriots offense, even to a little bit of a degree, I think it's Las Vegas. So uh, Jacoby Myers, revenge game quite possibly here. Uh, sometimes those uh, those narratives are a little overblown. I don't know how much narrative, uh, you know, how much revenge he really wants to get about uh, from New England. He's probably happy to be in Oakland. Um, but, you know, obviously... He's a great play. He's been playing incredibly well. So him, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, I don't have to tell you that you start guys like this. So um, that's it. Not much to talk about there with that game. Detroit Lions, Tampa Bay Bucks Should be an interesting one. I don't think it's a very, um, I don't think it'll be a super popular game in DFS. I think the uh redraft decisions are pretty easy. I mean, obviously if you have David Montgomery, you're just stoked right now from these last few weeks. And of course, Jameer Gibbs, another absolute bust so far. I'm sure his career will play out just fine, but for now he'll be missing his second week. And uh, another guy that looks like, um, you know, wasted uh, draft capital in the third, fourth round, but David Montgomery just smashing. Um, he's going to play a lot against the bucks, not necessarily the best matchup, but matchups don't seem to matter for this offense and for and for Montgomery, just a touchdown machine. Uh, it surely helps that Amon Ross, um, Amon Ross St. Brown is back and that Jamison Williams is probably going to see a little bit more work. Uh, and then La Sam Laporta, the um, I think up until that Kelsey game, he was the tight end one overall, um, probably the tight end two now at this point, but he's questionable with a calf uh, injury. So um, hopefully he's in there and, if not, hopefully you have a nice backup option. So make sure to uh, pick someone up on on Saturday, just in case he does not play. On the Tampa side, again, you know you're, you're going to start Chris Godwin. You're going to start Mike Evans. Uh, he is cleared to play. Uh, had a, was dealing with a hamstring, and this is coming you know through the bye week and everything. But Mike Evans is is going to be good to go. And then Detroit suffered a major blow. Their cornerback Emmanuel Mosley he uh, suffered a ACL tear, so he's obviously out for the season. That happened last weekend. A big blow there for uh, for the Detroit defense. All right. This is going to be, I guess, one of the games of the week, which is interesting because you know this time last week, uh, I don't think we would even be, be, be thinking about this, but it's one of the higher totals, and it's the Arizona Cardinals and the LA Rams. A lot of uh, fantasy interest here. The Rams are seven-point favorites. They're at home. The total's at 48 and a half. And of course, it's popular because Puka is fun. Puka Nakua is phenomenal. Uh, Cooper Cup didn't miss a beat. He played 52 of 55 offensive snaps last week. He caught 8 of 12 targets, 118 yards. Probably going to score on Sunday. Um, and then Puka, you know, another big game last week. He's currently the, the wide receiver three overall, just behind Tyreek Hill and Stefan Diggs. So uh, incredible stuff. You're obviously playing both those guys. Got a little uh, little stack there in DFS that's quite expensive, even with an affordable Matthew Stafford. But if you add Cup to that and even Puka, if you're really going for that expensive contrarian stack, um, it's 
I don't think it's going to be very popular. And it also depends on Arizona hanging in this game. And it kind of feels that like they've sort of overperformed the last few weeks. And um, I don't know. I just, I, I just don't think, I don't think Arizona is going to be able to hang in this matchup. Uh, you know, James Conner isn't playing out for four weeks at minimum. Marquise Brown is questionable. We'll see if he plays. I think that's a big differentiator there as well. And again, it's, you know, it's going to be like Ertz and Rondell Moore and DeMarcado and Ingram and the rookie Michael Wilson and, you know, middling defense. So I don't know. I, I think the Rams win this one handily. I think they'll just kind of run the ball out with uh, Kyron Williams and maybe some Ronnie Rivers in the second half. So uh, I'm seeing at least a, a 10 point victory at, at minimum there for the Rams. Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Super Bowl favorites are one of them facing the New York Jets, the Rogersless New York Jets. Um, Philly is only six and a half point favorites in this one. Um, I say six, only because I don't know, just feels like they should be more. Uh, you got Sauce Gardner, I think, not at full strength and should be fine. Think he'll play, but but we'll see about that. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts obviously in a, in a good spot. AJ Brown, you're playing. Uh, Devonta Smith, another guy that those that drafted him in the second round in in high stakes and just general redraft leagues are probably pretty worried. But uh, you know, you got to assume a squeaky wheel game is gonna gonna occur at some point. And if it just so happens Sauce Gardner doesn't play, that'll of course increase the uh, the potential of that occurring. So Devonta Smith, Devonta Smith, I think mean, I mean you just start him. There, there there's no question there. And then Dallas Goddard, you just never know. Um, you know, when it, when, when things are going to work out for him, when he's going to be completely overlooked and ignored, or when he does something like he did in week five, when he was the first tight end to surpass hundred receiving yards in a game. And the only time that's happened, uh, otherwise was just this past Thursday with, uh, Travis Kelsey with, you know, of course, because Taylor Swift was there and all, but those are the only two with hundred plus receiving yards in a game at the position of tight end, um, uh, on the jet side. Starting Brees Hall, obviously the big massive breakout game. Coach promised us that he was going to get you know bigger workload, and so there it is. It even makes Dalvin Cook expendable even in deep league. So it's pretty clear it's Brees Hall. Um, and I mean, even though Philly's first in rush DVOA, uh, I think you. I mean, it's uh, it's very likely that that Hall can just uh, kind of trump that difficult matchup and still kind of get there with volume or maybe just breaking off a big one. So I could see him scoring 18 plus fantasy points regardless and probably under, under uh, valued in, in DFS as well coming off that big game. And because there are so many other running backs that people are going to be interested in, uh, in, in the mid range that uh, mid range pricing that I think Brees Hall is going to go overlook and it's going to be like a five, 8% guy. And um, I, I do think he's a he's a very nice, intriguing play there, um, especially coming off last week. Uh, as far as other guys there, you know, Garrett Wilson, you know, you're going you're gonna to start him here in this matchup, of course. Another guy I like and kind of a little off the deep end here, but that's the tight end, the primary tight end for the Jets, Tyler Conklin, who's been kind of a nice safety valve for Zach Wilson. So I'm okay playing him in, in, in DFS for 3,300 on DraftKings, a decent redraft tight end on teams where, you know, you either have the, you're just in a tough spot, right? Like say you don't have one of those top guys like Andrews Kittle, Kelsey, 
and or Ingram, and you just need somebody. I think he's one of those guys. If you're shopping in that sort of weird Dalton Schultz, um, you know, uh, Hayden Hurst range, I think he's probably the best of those guys. Uh, and a decent floor. He's hit 50 receiving yards in three of his last four games. And the Eagles actually are allowing uh, the third most fantasy points, PPR points to tight ends this season. All right, a couple more games here. We'll close things out. The New York Jets and the Buffalo Bills, that is the most lopsided thing I've ever seen. And that occurs on Sunday night. Uh, thankfully, I think I have other p- plans uh, that Sunday night. So I will not be watching this monstrosity. And the Bills are favored by 15 and a half on the Giants side. I mean, they're just averaging what, like 10, uh, 10 real life points a game. Daniel Jones is out. You've got Tyrod, uh, Tyrod Taylor starting for the Giants, which um, ironically, it's a, I guess, technically a revenge game for him. He played three seasons for the Bills, had that one season, I think it was 2015. He threw uh, 20 touchdown passes, which, you know, for him, it's pretty good. Uh, and so he's starting. You got this hodgepodge of wide receivers that you know it's you know, it's it's led by by Wandale Robinson. He's actually you know he's actually a pretty good receiver. I almost wish he was in a better situation, but I don't think you could start any Giants. Uh, and to add to the the mayhem, Saquon Barkley isn't even guaranteed to play, and it's a Sunday night game, so you're in a diff- difficult situation where you know if you have Matt Breda, you might have to start him and just get you know four points out of him and. So you're almost in a position where if you have Barkley, but you also have other sort of good options like top 15, top 20 running backs, you might be better off playing one of those guys. Like I would play Donta Foreman and Chuba Hubbard easily uh, over Saquon this week and just in case he doesn't play on Sunday night. Uh, And then, of course, on the Buffalo side, you're starting all those guys or at least the main guys, right? Diggs and Allen, that's without question. I think you start Gabe Davis. Uh, Dalton Kincaid is questionable. Dawson, Dawson Knox should be okay, but that doesn't matter. I think I would probably sit those guys this week. And then the Monday night matchup. This is going to be, this is nice. Nice to have a solid Monday night matchup. And that's what we should get here. The Dallas Cowboys, the LA Chargers. Still weird to me to say LA Chargers, by the way. I want to always say San Diego. So coming off the bye for the Chargers, firing backup Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen. That's going to feel good. Uh, Austin Eckler is back, so that's fantastic. You don't have to worry about Joshua Kelly anymore. Uh, maybe Quentin Johnston gets a little bit more involved, the rookie. And then, of course, jo- Josh Palmer, I think, is solid, and, and you would start him as well, even though Dallas has it's obviously a pretty good defense there. Uh, Tony Pollard's been dealing with a little bit of a shoulder Sting, but uh, I think he'll be just fine for this game, for this matchup. Um, Chargers, not very difficult to run against. You're starting CeeDee Lamb, obviously. That Prescott as well, if he's your guy. And then maybe they get Brandon Cooks a little bit more involved. It's, it's been really horrific. Um, I think we, you know, we've all expected a little bit more out of Brandon Cooks this year. So hopefully he gets uh, a little bit more involved. So that's it. Um, yeah, I, I you know, hope you enjoyed the solo. Hope you haven't been tired of... Uh, listening to me uh, uh, ramble and hopefully things have been pretty concise and at least my main points as far as uh, what I like and what I'm interested this week and just a little bit of an overview. I think Zay Flowers is going to have a monster of a game. I think he's going to be a uh, honestly top six wide receiver this week. So I think this is the breakout game in London. It's happening. Um, 
with uh, Kyle Pitts, I think I'm a little bit wary with him in, in DFS, especially being the cheap chalk. A lot of times that just comes back to bite you when you kind of sometimes overthink things. You kind of, you know, you look the gift horse in the mouth of a, of a very cheap player um, in DFS and then everybody has them. And then he goes off for 25 points and you don't, and then you're just kind of screwed, but it happens. But I think I might be going against the, the Kyle Pitts train. I think Bijan Robinson scores his first touchdown of the season. I like fields and DJ Moore again. I think um, that the, the Vikings have just a, a little bit, a little bit of um, their, their juju, um, you know, no pun intended with Smith Schuster taken out of their sales here with um, no Justin Jefferson. And I think TJ Hawkinson is going to be the biggest beneficiary on the Minnesota side. I actually think the bears can win this game. Seattle, Cincinnati going to be very popular. Be careful with T Higgins. Make sure you have some coverage there. Uh, people stop trying to make Joe Mixon happen in DFS. Listen, famous last words, right? It could be, this is the game that he has is like, you know, three touchdown explosion, but man, I really don't like uh, Joe Mixon and, and, and I don't understand why he's 20% projected owned in, in DFS. So we'll see. Um, other than that, be, be, be wary of Tank Dell this weekend. Make sure you have a backup plan there. You can play Gardner Mishu in DFS. Should help uh, Pittman. I like Calvin Ridley as well. Mostert with an incredible matchup. Play your Chubba Hubbards. Jacoby Myers revenge game. Monroe St. Brown is back. David Montgomery could be the number one running back of the week. Once again, more likely probably the four or five. I do like Mostert um, and McCaffrey and some others a lot this week. The Rams, Cooper Cup, you're going to play those guys. Possible squeaky wheel game for Devonta Smith. Conklin, a little bit of a sneaky. Stay away from the Giants. Play your bills and enjoy the Monday night football matchup. The Dallas Cowboys and the L.A. Chargers. I'm Vlad Sedler. This is the FTN High Stakes Fantasy Football Podcast, and we'll talk to you next week.